Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Starship Sofa. Everybody, welcome. Hello and welcome to Oral Delights on a Wednesday night. Yes, it's story time again. Hope everyone is fine and dandy. Cracking story tonight. It's just one of them ones that kind of just make you drift off and nice things do you know what I mean it's by a writer called Laurel Winter and it came out in the magazine of fantasy and science fiction in 1992 and it's narrated by Diane Severson can you remember Diane she was the lady that sang the I Wanna Die Easy we played that oh, a while ago now it must have been about a year ago I kind of discovered this on MySpace this tune and it was just amazing I thought you know and I've become good friends with Diane and I found out she's a great narrator do you know so I've sent off a lot of short stories now to Diane there's a backlog over there so have a listen to this story tell us what you think pop over the forums and leave some comments it's really great to know that you are enjoying these stories and like I say I'll just keep pushing them out until they stop until I stop getting them so this is Laurel Winter with Infinity Syrup. Faye was Zen shopping, something she had learned when she worked swing shift in card assembly at IBM. The effort of plugging six components into the right holes on 400 cards had always left her too tired to think. Too tired to think, but too wired to sleep. So she usually stopped at a 24-hour grocery on her way home and let her hands do the shopping for her. Hands reaching mindlessly, plucking items off the shelves. And she was always surprised to find, when she got home and unpacked the paper bags, that she had exactly what she needed. Odd combinations, perhaps. Who would have paired avocado and kashi, kippered herring and strawberries? But the four basic food groups were always represented— No unappealing leftovers, taste buds tantalized in wonderful ways. And so, even when she worked her way from swing shift to first, and from manufacturing to management, she still practiced Zen shopping. Like now, totally absorbed in the moment. No planning, no brand comparison or calorie counting, especially no wanting. She was just there, cart moving smoothly before her, filling with strange and mysterious foods. The scent of live lobsters and fresh bread mingled in her nostrils. Shrink-wrapped plastic, smooth cardboard, cool glass lingered beneath her fingertips. Colors and shapes dazzled her eyes. And creeping in between the squeaks of cartwheels and the beep of scanners, a voice, May I help you, ma'am? Faye turned her head slowly. A stock boy, almost ridiculously young, peered at her, 
obviously wondering about the forty-plus woman in a trance in aisle four. Are you finding the type you want? he asked. Faye smiled. She must have been staring at the pasta again. The spirals of her teeny, miniature-spoked prayer wheels. Perfect, thin spaghetti. Isn't it beautiful, she said. The boy's expression changed from concern to puzzlement. Faye walked on without choosing any pasta at all. In the beginning, Zen shopping had occasionally embarrassed her. Not now. She was one with the supermarket. Not for her, the regimented up one aisle and down the next until the whole store was covered. Faye's cart meandered, as if it had a mind of its own. Perhaps it did. After all, if everything had a Zen nature. Sometimes, thinking back, Faye would realize that she had gone through the produce aisle three times, halfway down frozen foods, and then to checkout. On those days, she figured that her body needed fruits and vegetables more than anything else. It was like being guided, but not like following. Definitely hard to explain. The few friends she had tried to initiate just shook their heads and moved quickly to the next aisle. So Faye was perhaps the only practitioner of Zen shopping in the world. Certainly the only one in Southgate Supermarket at that particular time. The other shoppers, when they filtered through her subconscious, could have been elements in a clock, or soldiers in a shopping army marching double time to thump melon rinds. Not that Faye was always slow. Sometimes, particularly when she needed sleep, she found herself with a loaded cart in the checkout lane when less than five minutes had gone by, and yet there would be no sensation of having rushed. And other days, Zen shopping could wield her through two hours without feeling time had passed at all. Today was one of those times. She found herself contemplating the twitch of a lobster's whisker on no less than three separate occasions. And those were the times that she remembered. It could have been more. Around and around she went, dreamily unfocused, and yet more focused than all the harried people around her. On and on until her cart slowed and stopped in the checkout lane. The grocery clerk eyed the odd assortment in Faye's cart. Did you find everything you were looking for? she asked. It was not the usual rhetorical question. Faye could tell she was really curious. I wasn't looking for anything, Faye answered. She wrote out her check. The bemused checker started slinging items through the laser. Beep! 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 Bananas, wild rice, waffle mix. And then an item refused to scan. She frowned at the small glass bottle and jerked it through again. No go. What is this stuff? She asked as she punched in a twelve digit code. Faye shrugged. I don't know. The checker really raised her eyebrows then. Infinity syrup, she read aloud from the label. Use sparingly. She started to laugh. It says that it prolongs laugh. She slid the bottles down the conveyor to the box boy. Advertising. She ran the few remaining items through, and Faye handed her the completed check. That will be twenty-two fi- Hey, how did you know the amount before I totaled it? I didn't, said Faye. I was just writing.
Zen shopping, you know. Obviously, the checker didn't know, and there wasn't time to enlighten her, because the next customer had just wheeled an overloaded cart into line and was drumming her fingers on the handle. Faye collected her groceries and went out. For the first time in a long time, she felt a sense of anticipation about going home, carrying in the bags, seeing what they contained. What is in that little bottle, she wondered. Definitely not a Zen state of mind. Faye breathed deeply all the way home, practicing a modified form of Zen driving. Although there had been occasions when she had reached her destination blissfully unaware of the streets in between, she tried not to surrender totally to the moment. She had no desire to truly become one with the road. By the time she reached her driveway, Faye had almost recaptured the there-not-there state of mind. Almost. In one active corner of her consciousness, the little bottle jiggled impatiently. Breathe, she told herself. Two bags of groceries. Faye poured water in a pan, watching it swirl. Wild rice first. She slit the plastic bag and plunged her hand into the cool, dark seeds, letting them slip between her fingers. One handful into the water, trickling from her fist a few grains at a time, settling in a circular pattern. Another scoop. Minute splashes, spiraling down. The click of the electronic pilot light, the whoosh of gas igniting, a perceptible warming as her hand rested on the control. Now! The little bottle of infinity syrup. Whatever that was. Zen shopping had never before burdened her with junk food or gimmicky fads, Trends took a conscious effort on keeping current that she was no longer willing to expend. No, infinity syrup was different. It had to be. She felt a tingle as her fingers found smooth glass, withdrew it from brown paper. Perfectly clear, as if the bottle itself were liquid on the inside. Faye tilted it from side to side, watching the slow flow of fluid deciding, after some thought, to change directions. Resisting the impulse to open the cap, she placed the bottle on the counter and began to mix up the waffles. No measuring. That wasn't necessary. Just to sift and pour and blend. She smiled, thinking of the grandmother in dandelion wine, who had almost been ruined by recipes and spectacles. There was a model to emulate, although grandma certainly would not have used waffle mix. After the batter was ready, Faye breathed the steam of the wild rice. She peeled a banana, one strip at a time, and divided it into perfect thirds by pressing her finger into the tip and gliding it down the natural cleavage. And she watched the clear syrup waiting in the bottle. When the wild rice finished cooking, she spooned it into the batter, stirred it in, and scooped the mixture into the waffle iron, perfectly heated at that precise moment. The bananas baked in the toaster oven, done at the exact time she poured in the second waffle. Faye turned the waffle iron off. The remaining heat would cook the waffle by the time she finished her first one. Banana, wild rice waffles, tea, and the syrup. 
Use sparingly, she reminded herself aloud. She twisted the cap, tilted the bottle, a single clear drop in each brown waffle well. That was sparingly, especially since she'd had the urge to inundate the waffle, to upend the bottle over her plate and hear the glug of air bubbles traveling up to the bottom. Or even to drink it, one long, thick sip flowing down her throat. Faye shook her head and recapped the bottle, ignoring the delicately baked banana. She cut the waffle into strips, the strips into pieces. The tines of her fork met the mild resistance of wild rice waffle. She raised a piece to her mouth. The moment the syrup touched her tongue, Faye wanted to melt. Maybe she did. Past, present, future, all were meaningless. There was only the now and here of the waffle as she sucked the syrup out of it, chewed and let it slip down her throat. A flash of turquoise, the ringing of a temple bell, cracked granite against fingertips, the scent of sunrise on alfalfa, the taste of breast milk. Everything crystallized, shattered, reformed. Faye blinked her eyes. Her plate was clean. Licked clean? The waffle iron was open and empty, and the top half-inch of infinity syrup, a third of the way down the narrow neck, was gone. Wow, she whispered. That was Zen eating. Quickly, she placed the bottle on the top shelf of the cupboard over the sink. Mistake. As she washed the dishes, white suds succumbing to water and air, her eyes kept lifting, staring, She was not one with the act of washing dishes. Not at all. Sleeping was different. A dream, although totally different in detail from her eating episode, recaptured the sense of the syrup. So real. Very real. When she went down to breakfast the next morning, the cupboard door was open and another half-inch of syrup was gone. She shivered, satisfied yet fearful, What would happen if she used it up? For breakfast she had toast, with just a smidgen of syrup spread on it. And she licked the knife, tasting a brass sword, the bill of a toucan, a butterfly's antenna. She didn't look any different. A glance in the mirror at work told her that. So why the comments? Did you dye your hair? Join a health club, Faye? In good shape, I see. You must have fallen in love. Yes, fallen in love. Faye touched her purse, traced the outline of the bottle through thin leather. In love with all of life, and with infinity syrup in particular. Somehow she knew the claim on the side of the bottle was true. Prolongs life. Prolongs life and reveals aspects of it one would never experience working for IBM or General Motors or Pillsbury. How many people knew the crashing sound of two bighorn sheep colliding? Faye heard that at lunchtime when she poured a dab on her salad. And lettuce became gold leaf on parchment, handled by the fingers of monks. She breathed pollen, felt the inner cold of an Antarctic crustacean, heard, Faye, are you going to sit there all day? The lunchroom was empty. Faye collected her thoughts and her purse with the bottle in it, and returned to the real world. 
But how could you get more real than those sensations? In the next three days, Faye tried infinity syrup on steak, in orange juice, over fried eggs. She experienced the desperate call of a baby kangaroo from vagina to warm, dark pouch. She ate extinct ferns, drowned in quicksand, became a bamboo flute. There was not an infinite amount of infinity syrup. As the supply in the bottle dwindled, she consumed smaller portions, touching one finger to a drop and recapping the bottle before she transferred it to her tongue. The experiences weren't any less intense or rich. She thought back to the first waffleful and berated herself. Several days' worth in one sitting. Wasted. And then it was gone. She tilted the bottle up, higher and higher, finally sucking on the slender neck. Nothing. Not even a scent to call up the smell of a South American orchid, or the poison distilled from it. Faye deep-breathed all the way to the supermarket. She was excruciatingly aware of every red light, every left turn across traffic. She had to calm down. But she didn't. As she jerked a cart away from its close companions, her mind ferreted for information on her last shopping trip. Where had she picked up that bottle? Which shelf? Syrups? Maybe. She headed straight for the syrup and cereal aisle, scanned the shelves. At first, she just looked for the shape of the bottle. Then she started reading labels. Maybe they repackaged it, she said aloud. The next shopper moved her cart further down the aisle. Faye paid no attention. Boysenberry, raspberry, apricot, butter light, real maple, generic. An almost infinite array of syrup flavors, but none labeled infinity. Maybe in baking goods. She perused the spices, the oils, lemon extract, imitation vanilla, peppermint oil. She had to think. This wasn't doing any good. Faye steered her cart back to the entrance and started in aisle one. It wouldn't be in with the cheeses, would it? She looked anyway. Munster, Colby, Monterey Jack. Shredded, sliced, waxed wheels. The only bottles were squat, pickled herring and chilled kosher dills. Second sweep down aisle one, the bakery side. No. Aisle two. Canned goods and juices. Faye felt a flare of excitement. It could possibly be here. But it wasn't. French-cut green beans, applesauce, V8. The closest she got was passion fruit, guava juice, or baby ears of corn. Aisle by aisle, two sweeps of each. By the time she reached produce, a frenzy was setting in. A resigned frenzy. She took the empty bottle from her purse and asked a stock boy where it was found. He scratched his head. Did you try aisle three? Where the syrup is? No help there. Not that she really expected any. She read the bottle again. No manufacturer listed. No ingredients. Just the name and a stick-on price tag. And use sparingly prolongs life. This is ridiculous, she said. The stock boy murmured an apology which she didn't really hear. Zen shopping, she said. Maybe zen shopping. 
Faye breathed to center herself and began to wander, letting her hands think for her. Again, she ignored strange glances from other shoppers. Single-minded, she hunted for... She drew her cart to a halt in the middle of the baby food aisle. What was she doing? This wasn't Zen shopping. The things her hands had clutched from the shelves were not what she needed. She hadn't emptied her mind. The disarray in her cart told her that. Ant poison, artificial sweetener, seven bottles of salad dressing. The one thing the items had in common was a vague resemblance to the bottle in her purse. The same height, the same lack of color, a similar shape. Faye abandoned that cart for an empty one. This time she chose cheese, bread, frozen broccoli. Conscious decisions from the four basic food groups. Aisle by aisle she made her way through the store. And all the while, as she lifted a carton of milk or put Granny Smith apples in a plastic bag, she searched. She ran her eyes like fingers over every item. She breathed in and out, tasting only air as she forced herself to buy a plastic bottle of ordinary pancake syrup. Not an acceptable substitute, but then there never would be one. Would one bottle prolong her life, she wondered, waiting in the checkout lane for her total? By how much? She pictured herself wandering through grocery aisles for the next hundred years, searching for infinity syrup or its equivalent when all she wanted was just to taste the diversity again, the small shocks of infinite viewpoints, the flavor of life. She swallowed, tasting only saliva, merely a collection of digestive enzymes. Infinity could last a long time at this rate. The clerk read off the total, and Faye pushed her hand through the meaningless choreography of writing a check. Breathe, she told herself but she didn't really want to. How about that? What a fantastic short story and narrated just amazingly. Thank you, Diane. Thank you, Laurel. Don't forget, all copyright is that of the author, Laurel Winder. It was first published in, like I say, a magazine of fantasy and science fiction. All rights belong to the author, so... No going sneaking off and trying to flog it somewhere. Our show is under the Creative Commons 3.0, share and share alike. Please pop over to the website and just, you know, leave some comments on the forum just about the story. Did you like it? Did you not? You know, it's, it's always nice to know it just to see if I'm hopefully going in the right direction with the choice of stories. If you want to be kind enough, that would really help me at this present time. Drop a donation in the Starship sofa. It would be really appreciated. Thank you very much. Look out for Connie Willis at the weekend as well, and I have some news about the short stories that's getting narrated on the show. So I've mentioned it on that show because it's already recorded there now. So have a listen on Saturday, the weekend, for the Connie Willis, and you'll find out the fantastic news about the audio short stories. I would just like to say good night from me. survive this terrible ordeal? Can they win through with their integrity unscathed? Can they escape without completely compromising their honor and artistic judgment? Tune in next week for the next exciting installment of Starship Sofa. Evacuation procedure initiated.